Hey guys, it's Melissa. Welcome to Off the Mat. And I'm coming in here with an alternative episode today because man, it's been quite the day today. So I'm, I'm actually doing okay. Everything is fine. Um, not nearly the negative self-talk that I had going on yesterday. And if you want to hear that story, you can go to our Facebook page, A Yogi Kitchen on Facebook. And I did a live recording yesterday and I talked all about my negative self-talk and my trial and tribulations yesterday. And it kind of continued today, not quite so much, but um, I'm gearing up, as a lot of you know, to, ta- to teach Yoga for Anxiety and Depression this weekend and next weekend, um, two Saturday afternoons. And I'm really, really excited about this. And I have a bunch of things I need to get in touch with. Um, some of the people have taken the class in the past because I want to offer a discount to them. They've helped me so much sort of being a, a beta testing group and and really sticking with me. I've had people take it multiple times, sticking with me and um, learning new things and giving me new feedback every time they take it. And it's a really lovely practice. And you can go to the website, ayogikitchen.com under workshop workshops and retreats and um, read all the stuff about it. I also posted on Instagram today about it, giving you a description and, and talking about, you know, how you deserve some ease in your life. And how when we manage our mental health, we have a lot of choices. We have a lot of freedom because we're driving the bus of our own lives. We're not letting our mental health drive the bus because when mental health drives the bus, let me tell you, they choose some pretty crappy things. You know, your depression chooses to keep you in bed or on the couch. It gives you achy body parts. Um, your anxiety tells you you need to stay inside and not see your friends and not talk to anyone. Depression can do that too. Your PTSD tells you there's danger around every corner. And so you end up with this very small life. And I say this from experience. And there's a point to the whole reason this is coming up right now, besides the fact that I'm teaching yoga for anxiety and depression. So about 10 years ago, I got really excited, really driven, really passionate about helping people see that they don't have to live in the little teeny box that anxiety or depression wants them to live in. Because, and I come from this naturally, I have both PTSD and anxiety diagnosis. And as an aside, you don't have to have a diagnosis to enjoy this workshop coming up. But what happens is anxiety says, hey, you stay right here. You don't move. Don't do anything because if you eat, you know, I'm going to make you feel nauseated. And if you want to get up and do stuff, I'm going to give you a headache. So you just stay right here and I'm going to go run. I'm going to go have a great time. I'm going to twirl around and dance on the beach and go swimming and see some people. But you hang out right here and don't move. And that's what it feels like a lot when your anxiety or PTSD gets really big. It feels like your life gets really, really small. And anxiety and PTSD are having a great time. So I had a little bit of negative self-talk yesterday. Then today I was sort of gearing up to interview the fabulous Sarah Schooler, who is um, a longtime student of mine, who I'm not sure how long she's been teaching, but somewhere along the way decided she wanted to teach yoga also. And she does a fabulous job of really being clear and transparent with her students. She starts all of her classes by saying, I use my yoga practice to manage my anxiety and depression. And so Sarah had a tough day this morning. She, I texted her first thing in the morning because it's her birthday. And shout out to Sarah. Happy birthday. I hope your day had a little more ease than earlier. And I texted her happy birthday and she texted me back that she hadn't had power since this morning, early. I probably texted her around 8.30 or 9. 
And we, um, I am in Lawrence, Kansas. This is where I've spent the better part of um, sheltering and, and lockdown in um, during the pandemic. And it's been cold. It's been very, very, very cold for Lawrence, for Kansas in general. Uh, I went to bed last night. I think it was like five below or six below with like a 17 or 20 below wind chill, or it felt like 20 or below or so. And that is just, I've, I've been in Kansas in one form or another for 22 years, 23 years this year, and never experienced that. We may have a cold day and the next day is kind of warm. And in fact, two weeks ago, it was 60 degrees. And by the end of this week, we will have 50 degree or 47 degree weather. But for the last 10 days, two weeks, it's been, you know, highs of nine degrees. I think yesterday our high was like four degrees or three degrees. So it's been really, really cold here. And our um, electric company is having a little trouble keeping up, which is completely understandable. So I said, well, is this a rolling blackout? Or is there something else going on? Because there's been a different time where I know Sarah didn't have power for a while. And she's like, I don't know. They said rolling blackouts are supposed to be 20, 30 minutes. And it's been over an hour. And so then just a little bit later, a different student texted me and she too was without power. And so um, I had already told Sarah and her family, Sarah has young kids. I said, well, if it gets uncomfortable, she's lucky enough. She's a fireplace. So lucky. I said, if it gets uncomfortable, it's not good anymore. Come over here. We'll stay on the first floor. You guys can go to the basement. There's extra heaters down there. That's where the big TV is. We don't go down there very often. So we can socially distance and, and it'll be okay. And so we texted quite a few times over the next few hours. And the other student and I texted also, one of my yoga sisters, uh, we texted also and we're all going, what's going on? And Evergy, that's our electric company, wasn't answering their phone, which understandably also. And at one point I said, oh, poor Evergy, this must really suck. Like it must be chaos there. And, and they're trying so hard and they work so hard for our community. And, you know, I have a lot of compassion for them because I have lights and heat. But um, like, I don't know, 11.30 or, it, okay, so then on top of all of this, uh, my partner, Steve, and I realized that our our uh, internet was really glitchy today. We wanted to have breakfast and, and watch something on Netflix, and it just wouldn't even connect. I think it connected for a second. We heard like three words, then like it buffered, and then like three words. And then at one point, it was almost like there was static, like old TVs or radio back in the day. And uh, we're like, what is going on here? So at one point, maybe around noon or so, I texted Sarah and I said, hey, so um, maybe today's not the day to record the podcast because your electricity situation and my internet situation, I don't know how we're going to record because we both need to have internet connections that um, are work. So you can be in your house and I can be in my house and we can record a session together. And uh, so we decided not to do it today and, and we'll, we'll figure that out. So she will be here and we will figure this out. But then just a little while later, I was listening to a podcast. One of my favorites is Kathy Heller. I've mentioned her before. It's called Don't Keep Your Day Job. And it's specifically for people who want to um, run a small business or be entrepreneurs. But often Kathy is so good at talking about real big life issues that affect all of us. And she had the really awesome Rachel Hollis on today. And she had this line, she said, that I thought was it just so fit into my last two days. And she said, I promise you it gets better. 
but you have to keep moving forward. And I thought that is the difference. That is the thing. I thought two things. I thought one, that's off the mat right there. That's off the mat. Two, that is the thing that's different between me now and like, let's say 10 years ago, managing my anxiety and PTSD. Because back then, if something went wrong, like today, there were things going wrong. And yesterday I had um, this big negative self-talk going on, telling myself I wasn't enough. And um, today I just said, that's my anxiety talking to me. That's my anxiety trying to put me in that little box and make me stay right here and don't move. But I know better. I know that this isn't really true. I know those negative things I'm thinking aren't true. I know that this is a little bit difficult, but if I keep putting one foot in front of the other, I'm going to get past my internet issues. 10 years ago, I would have said, oh, the internet's not working. I guess I can't work today. And, and to be fair, I really didn't want to work today. And so I've taken a big chunk of time off. But I sat down at my desk at four o'clock and said, all right, I know I'm not great in the evening, afternoon kind of work situation. I'm a, I'm a morning person, so my brain's really good in the morning. But I'm just going to put one foot in front of the other and get something done. So I sat here. I'm listening to the podcast. It's going to get better. I promise you. And the thing, one of the things I wrote in the Instagram post was that I promise you it's possible for things to change because I know how it can feel. It can feel like our anxiety and our depression is so huge that this is it. This is all we remember. This is all we can see. It feels like we have never had happiness or joy or freedom in our lives before, and it can feel so heavy. And this comes from being on the mat. It comes from a lot of things. I mean, I took dialectical behavior therapy training, uh, group therapy. I um, have taken lots of cognitive therapy. I've been in therapy groups. But this really is something I think I learned on the mat is, yeah, you know, the first time you do down dog, it feels awful. It feels weird. It feels awkward. And then you do a tougher pose, um, like a standing splits or a tree pose even. And sometimes they're hard and your muscles get tired and they shake. And, and maybe you're not good at something like standing tree pose or tree pose where you, uh, you know, you wobble too much and you fall out of it and you get frustrated, but it gets better. If you keep putting one foot in front of the other, it gets better. And by the third or fourth time you do down dog, maybe in the same practice, you go, all right, well, I, I get this a little bit better. And then by the 3,000th time you've done down dog, you love it. You go, oh, I just need to rest here and down dog now. Like this feels perfect. So it's about putting one foot in front of the other. It's about believing that things are possible. And there are poses that you see like in magazines or you see someone else in a class do and you think, oh, that's great for them, but that's never going to happen for me. And it's that same thing. You put one foot in front of the other and one day you're doing crane pose, you're doing headstand, you're doing handstand, you're doing all kinds of things. And maybe you don't, but I guarantee you the first day that you are in yoga class, you think I will never do this pose. And there will be a day that you do it if you keep putting one foot in front of the other and you just keep doing it. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, Sarah and I are going to get together and, and do this another time when it works best. But I did want to come in here and just um, talk about a lesson that I learned on the mat that applies to the rest of my life. And, you know, I was going to go through my journal notes and, and think about this. And then I was like, well, Melissa, we have the last two days of things being a little, they weren't hard, hard. They just weren't as easy as I would have liked them. And that's, you know, that's another thing. Um, this is actually a separate lesson. I should probably make it a separate episode. But let me give you a little nugget here. 
So expectations, you know, when I go into, let's go back to Dan Dog, you know, I've been practicing yoga for over 20 years, almost 25 probably. Is that right? Yeah. 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 25. And I've been teaching, it'll be 20 years this month because I've been teaching yoga next month. And um, so I don't know how many times I've done down dog in my life, thousands and thousands, but I can't have an expectation about what down dog, down dog is going to feel like when I get on the mat. It is what it is. And it has to do with what I've eaten before I got on the mat, how long ago I peed, how much sleep I got last night, what else is going on in my household. It has to do with all kinds of different things. And so the most effective thing I can do is to have no expectation about down dog. And the best way to do that is to come to my practice with beginner mind as if I have never done it before. And I think that translates into the rest of your life, especially with dealing with anxiety, depression, PTSD, trauma stuff. Um, come to it with an empty, open heart and no expectations. So that it's like the first time you are tackling this thing, even if it was super awesome the last time you did it, or if it was super frustrating the last time you did it. Like come to it every single time with an open heart and no expectations. So that's what I have today. Um, we're gonna be talking about this kind of stuff every time I'm here. Um, we won't always talk about mental health. It could be other stuff. It doesn't have to be mental health stuff. That's just you know what is always on the forefront for me. And I think for most of the people who tune into the podcast is you know me because I help people mindfully manage their mental health. But again, it won't be every single time. So I hope you're having a really great Tuesday evening. We had a high of 10 degrees here in Lawrence, Kansas. So it's like balmy and tomorrow's gonna be like 21. So I don't know what we're gonna do with ourselves. We might have to go swimming in the pond or something. Um, please, please, please. Uh, if you like this podcast, um, rate it, subscribe to it and tell your friends, go to the face, you know, well, you can go to the Facebook page and, and see what I, my issue was yesterday. It was, it was, uh, it was an interesting issue. Um, and thank you so much to Bridget who, uh, texted me as she was watching it and gave me all this really great feedback a few hours after I, I posted it. So it felt like it was behind me. It wasn't so immediate. And she just had really wonderful things to say and 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 told me I looked great. And, and it was really nice to get that feedback. So thank you so much. And you guys can always text me with feedback, 785-760-5412. Bridget is another yoga sister, someone that I've known in person for a long time. Um, but you don't have to know me at all to drop me a text or leave a comment on Facebook. Um, but what I was going to say is go to a yogikitchen.com and see all the different offerings, hear more about me, see what's coming up with yoga for anxiety and depression and join us. It's a great price. It's $85 for a four hour workshop. And if you join right now, I send you out the first email and you can start the work a little bit early. All right, guys, thank you so much for popping in here and listening. I really do appreciate it. Um, I love hearing that there's actually people who like it. Um, I, I like to be of service as much as I can. So if this is one way that um, I get you thinking about stuff, that's awesome. Have a fantastic Tuesday evening. Namaste.